My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. You are listening to Age of Jeremy. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm the co-founder of Age of Radio and 3T Fitness and well, other businesses that I am working on. This podcast is about everything that I learn and the trials and tribulations it took to learn them. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Age of Jeremy. Thank you so, so much. This is a special, special, special edition because it is coming out prior to my birthday, which is October 21st. So this should be dropping on, I don't know, October 16th, October 17th, depending on when I edit it. So depending on when you're listening to it, it may already be past my birthday. I am actually going to be turning 37 years old this year, I believe. And I just wanted to reflect on um, not really the past 36 years, cause that's a lot of shit, but I really wanted to kind of talk about, uh, what I used to do, um, up until a couple of years ago, maybe four years ago. Um, and I feel that I had a much better control of all the stuff that was going on in my life, which helped me get to start the things that I've started now. But I feel that not doing some of these these planning things um, for my birthday that I usually do, that I've kind of set myself back and I could be even further along. Um, but I think that one of the biggest things that uh, um, I uh, want to uh, talk about is kind of uh, where I'm trying to go with all of this. And then uh, a little bit about this planning technique. But before I do that, I just really want you to, if you have some time, we're really pushing for a lot of our um, age of radio uh, community, uh, to grow it. And so if you could please go and join our addicted to podcast, Facebook group. So it's addicted to podcasting. It's a Facebook group. And then we also have our age of radio, um, show page on Facebook. That'd be great if you would like that. And then as always, we have our age of Jeremy Facebook page, our age of Jeremy Instagram. Um, and obviously our Instagram for age of Radioverse. I know there's so many social media things that we have going on. Um, but uh, if you could just take a part in that or go to the ageofjeremy.com website and ageofradio.org website and check out some of that. It'd be really great if you could join the community, um, especially if you like podcasting. If you've ever thought about starting a podcast, I encourage you to. Um, they're a great uh, way to um, either provide entertainment or uh, be an additional piece um, to whatever it is that your uh, current business is or whatever you're trying to do. So I think podcasts and radio, the way that we consume um, content, even though I know people think that radio is outdated, um, but the audio piece isn't. So one of the main ways that we consume content today is through um, audio. So I really encourage you to uh, maybe start a podcast uh, or listen to more podcasts and, and really dive deep into that community. Um, but if this is the first time that you're tuning into The Age of Jeremy, essentially this is everything that I'm doing to build um, my my wealth, build generational wealth um, for my family um, and into the future. And, and that's where I kind of wanted to start with this podcast. Um, so, so one of the things that I think a lot about when uh, I think about what I'm trying to do is A, I'm wanting my name and my family to carry on into multiple generations, right? And so to do that, you really have to build wealth. And um, it's always been kind of a conflict for me because 
uh, a lot of people, well, I guess even for an internal conflict, you know, you really want to build wealth. You want to pass that wealth on to your children. You want them to do really well and that to, to hopefully continue on for many generations until um, we, until, you know, hopefully we have the ability at some point in time to move off of this planet and become a multi-planetary species. Um, but uh, if not, then for that name, my name or my legacy or the things that I've done, my family to carry on many, 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 you know, generations after until hopefully the end of the world. So, um, and to do that, a lot of that times you have to build up that wealth and that wealth has to continue to be passed on. And you have to have really good, really good policies and processes in place within your family to make sure that that wealth can pass on. So that's the number one thing that I um, am trying to do by starting businesses. You know, it traditionally, you don't get wealthy being a, a CEO, like, like, uh, being a CEO, right? I mean, you can get wealthy being a CEO, but for, if we're talking about billions of dollars, Jamie Dimon, I think was the first CEO to not uh, like start his own operating company. He's the CEO of Chase for him to work at, in a company, be a CEO, become a billionaire. Traditionally, billionaires are created from operating companies. And so what I mean by that is, um, you have a company that you run and you operate. So right now, I am the the what we call a chief financial officer for 3T Fitness. Now, I am not a face of 3T Fitness. The face of 3T Fitness is John Vasquez. You can follow him at Coach JV um, on many different platforms. TikTok is where we uh, have our biggest following, or he has his largest following. It's 350,000 TikTok downloads, which is just fantastic because we did that in like a three-month time spam or something like that, or he did it. I'm not going to take credit for that. The only thing I take credit for when it comes to 3T Fitness is making sound, uh, helping make sound financial decisions and keeping the books in order and things like that. Right. And so I'm an operator of that business, right? Where if I was an investor in that business, I would have just given money. But I, uh, the way that I started out with John, because I didn't have the resources to invest at that point in time, give him money. You know, I, I've put some money into the company over time, you know, a few thousand dollars, but it's nothing to the extent that John has put into it along with his time. So the way that I earned my equity is through sweat and being a labor. And then now I pay myself as a CFO for 3T Fitness. Um, and then also I own a, a, a majority stake in the company or what would be considered a majority stake in the company. And so so what the how you gain wealth with that is that as that as that company grows and you have a large stake in it, traditionally you'll either gain you'll either earn multiple millions of dollars over the course of a, a long time span, or eventually that business will be sold off for hopefully millions and millions of dollars if it ever comes to that point. And then that's how you create that that wealth. And then the idea of the generational wealth piece is to have is is to take that wealth and be able to invest in other things and make that wealth continue on and last. And so a lot of the a lot of the times when that happens, you create a family office where you're just investing in different things, or you create a family bank and you help other members of your family create other operating entities. And then that's how wealth continues to be created and generated. But the problem is, is that it's difficult to get multiple people within a family to have that grind mindset. And, and what I mean by that, or that grit mindset. And, and what I, what I mean by that is that 
you know, John, we'll take John, for example, he um, has, you know, he's pretty open about it. Starting these the business and 3T Fitness and everything that he's throwing himself into, you know, his marriage, you know, became rocky. He, you know, unfortunately had to get a divorce. Um, You know, there's been some trying times within my um, marriage with not being able to spend time with my wife, um, because I'm spending so much time on the businesses. So that is definitely something um, that you sacrifice. And so, and so like, um, that, that you have to be able to make those sacrifices and that's what I call grit. It's difficult within those second and third generations, um, of the family to have that same kind of grit or to be able to take those risks because they didn't grow up or they didn't create the operating business. And so that, that first generation person is the person that has the, a lot of the grit in it and they create the operating business and they grind it out. And so the other operating businesses that I have is Age of Radio. And then the the, the company that govern overs over Age of Radio is October Revolution Corporation. Um, and then John has some stake in Age of Radio as well. And so the 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 purpose, so that's the first main goal of my life is to create that generational wealth thing. And the, the con- contradiction comes or the conflict comes, you know, is that I also believe that employees should have shares and a profit and a share in the company. And that's why the October Revolution Corporation piece of it and its ownership in different businesses that I have. And then having another business that does other things outside of October revelation, which revolution, which isn't the, the trial or test, but the test is to be able to give employees the, a share of the profits and to give employees a share of the, um, the ownership and the, through a, a employee stock ownership program so that they can create generation, they can create wealth for the, the time and energy that they're putting into the company as well. But then the majority of that control stays within the family. And so, so th- those are the two main things that I'm trying to accomplish, but when I look at when I look at outside of that, the, the reason why I want the wealth is because I want to make an impact within my community. So obviously, if you listen to me talk and rant about stuff, I'm very adamant about liberal ideas. Um, I'm very adamant on govern govern governance and government. Um, and I, I like philanthropy and I like giving back and creating strong communities and trying to straight create stronger, you know, family units and things like that. And so, so the reason why we need more money is so that we can do those great things and, and keep control of it. And so one of the things that I kind of want to talk about over time within this podcast is, you know, what are ways that you do that? What are the things that I'm doing to, to do that and position my, myself within within the the government, within governance, so that I can become a leader within the community, a leader within the state. Um, and, and then that helps create that legacy that will hopefully outlive me when I die. And that's really important to me. And we, in Buddhism, um, in Buddhism, that's one of the main things that you kind of focus not the not the wealth generation, not the wealth building piece of it. Although Buddhists don't technically have a problem with wealth. In fact, they believe that it's important to have wealth so that you can build stupas for Buddha. Um, so it, the 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 problem comes is when there's too much greed and when you can't find a middle balance between you know the money and the things that you're buying and the things that you are um, doing with your money and you don't have a balance. But 
But when it comes to Buddhism in general, we talk a lot about that we live on after our death. Whether or not that means that when we die, we go to what we call a pure land, um, the closest thing that I could, if you're not a Buddhist, that I could think of comparing it to at this point in time is would be heaven. But if you are a, um, if you are a, 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 um, a Buddhist, when you pass away, you either go to the pure land or you live on for the fact that you've been interconnected with other beings. And so through that interconnection is how we are able to um, live on where I have impacted someone's life. That person's impacted someone else's life. I live on in their memories. And, and through that, you actually do live forever. And the more impact that you can have on the world through that, the more you live on into um, the future. And, and that's one of the main things that I'm trying to do. Now, one of the reasons why this 37 so important to me is because when I look back, what I used to do is I used to make a vision board every, every birth year. So rather than most people plan in December, I would plan in October for my actual year, not basing it off of a calendar year. And that was important for me because it helps me reflect on the things that I've done, on the things that I want to do. And then I can outline that. And I would traditionally outline it in like a, a PowerPoint presentation. So I'm a big geek and a big business geek. And I enjoy PowerPoints and things of that nature and, and building PowerPoints. And so for me, rather than, you know, apart from creating like a vision board, I would create this plan for the year in a PowerPoint. And that's the main thing that I kind of want to talk about. So I'm going to go to a quick break. And when, when I get back, I'm going to talk about the categories that I did in that PowerPoint and, um, uh, and some of the ideas of what I want to do moving forward. So we'll be right back. Okay, so what I would do with my PowerPoint is I would break it down into a few categories. And so essentially those categories that I would break it down into are governance, um, okay, well, let me let me go back. So um, there's this thing called sharpen the saw. So there's the physical aspect of your life. There is the social aspect of your life. There is the spiritual aspect of your life. And there is the mental aspect of your life. And so the first thing that I traditionally would do is I would break everything up within those categories of what I wanted to accomplish that year. So let's go. So in the PowerPoint, I would have one PowerPoint that would have, you know, one page or maybe half of the page would be the physical sharpen the saw and the spiritual sharpen the saw, the social sharpen the saw, and the mental sharpen the saw. And so what I want to do this year is I really want to hold home. The physical part is really important to me. Now, physical fitness has always been really important to me, but I've always had a weakness and have had no willpower whatsoever when it comes to eating. If you have met me, Taco Bell is my favorite place to eat. Um, and I would rather either have, if someone cooked for me, absolutely great. I have no willpower to cook for myself. Um, I'm struggling, you know, to just get groceries sometimes. And, you know, uh, my wife usually takes care of the grocery shopping and I still don't cook any of the food. Um, so for me, I have a really big problem with that, but physical fitness is really important. But what's been so meaningful, or I guess that's changed this year for me is that I have found out that I have, I have hypothyroidism. And so well, the reason why I'm happy about this, I mentioned it in another podcast, but the reason why I'm happy about this is because I have been able to um, get 
a i've gotten my swelling of my face down because i couldn't figure out why my face was swelling so much i thought i was just retaining so much water but that is a sign of hypothyroidism um the weak hips is a sign of hypothyroidism bone aching is a sign of hypothyroidism especially if you've had it for a long time and ever since i started getting on my hypothyroid medicine like all of my body aches have all gone away so that's just amazing and my hip my hips don't hurt anymore like i can do um I remember a couple about a year or two years ago, I was doing a workout with John and I could barely do any of the kettlebell swings. When I used to work out at 3T Fitness, our fitness center in Mesa, um, when I would do the kettlebell swings, my lower back would just hurt and I couldn't get through the workout. And I thought it was just because, you know, obviously some of it was probably, you know, because I have my belly, but, you know, I always, I thought that it was, I, I don't know what I thought, but I, take the hypothyroid medicine, all of that aching goes away. I don't have any pain when I sit anymore for long periods of time, nothing. So obviously there was a big problem with the hypothyroidism. And so along with that is you're able to get your weight back down because your thyroid stops you from losing the weight. Um, and it continues to gain weight because there would be times when I would fast, I would eat right, you know, I would try really hard, I would exercise, but I would gain like 10 pounds. And there was no way that it was muscle because I wasn't even doing that type of lifting and that type of carbs um, to, to grow the muscle. It was more protein and lean muscle. And so it shouldn't have been, it shouldn't have been getting that type of weight. And so one of the main things that I want to do for this upcoming year is to get really good with that physical fitness. And my biggest goal is to get back into judo. So I would like to, I have, I put a plan together over five, six years to become a black belt in judo. Would love to, once I get to that brown spot, maybe start my own facility and teach a couple nights a week. You know, I'll have the money to rent out a spot and things like that. Um, that's one of the other things that I, I, I think one of the things that just really frustrates me about, about people and their money. You know, I'm not, I don't have that mindset where I just want to get a bunch of money so I can just sit on my ass. It has nothing to do with that. Like I want money to go and do more cool stuff and affect more people's lives. And I think that that's one of the things that really sets John and, um, John and I apart from everybody else is that we, our original mission statement for JV impacts is we want to impact someone's life every single day. And so the, we still hold true to that. And because of that, that's why we're getting so popular. And so what, well, he's getting super popular. I'm still in the background, which is great. I'm fine with that. But then, but hopefully like this podcast grows, you know, we can get, start doing interviews and things like that. But the point is, is that, um, if I have that money, that would be something that I want to do. So make getting back into judo, it's a number one goal for my th year 37. Um, and then also to do a, uh, do a duathlon, um, just a sprint duathlon. That's where you do a bike part. Uh, I'm sorry, a run part, a bike part, and then you'd go back and do a run part. So those are like my two main physical goals. And so I've been training for the duathlon. Now I can ride a bike for like 30 miles. Fine you put me on a jogging on the street and I'm done in like, I don't know, a quarter of a mile. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done in that regard. But so I, I would lay that out in a PowerPoint and put that as my physical. So with the social piece of it, this is something that I feel that it has been lacking in my life because everything that I've been focusing on is so work. It is so focused on work. And I feel that 
you if you can plan your life better, you can be able to do all of these things because there is enough time allotted. It's just making sure that what you're doing with that time is specific. And so when it comes to that social piece of it, the number the two things, because I only like doing two or three goals for these. The two things is one, get a regular scheduled game of Dungeons and Dragons going and a regular scheduled game of Warhammer once a month, every other month, however I do that. So my friend Alex, he got me into um, Warhammer. He finally convinced me to buy stuff. Talked about it on another podcast episode. I enjoy painting. I think it's creative. It helps us with all kinds of other creative um, in- initiatives that we want to do. And then <clears throat> and then Dungeons and Dragons is the best game. No one will ever change my mind. I've been playing it for 20-some years. I love it. Um, so to get a virtual game going since we're in pandemic state still um, and locked down to get like a virtual Dungeons and Dragons going would be great. Um, so those are like the two social things. And then also I miss playing pool. When I was growing up, my stepdad was a, a competitive pool player. Um, well, he was a really good player. He had done some competitions. He had done really well in that. He wasn't like a professional pool player or anything like that, but he was really, he was a competitive pool player. And um, so uh, I grew up playing pool um, and that's part of my life that I miss. So I feel that uh, getting more people together to play pool, go bowling, things like that. Those are the two main things that I did growing up was bowling and pool because there's drinking and smoking at the time you could smoke in bars and smoke in the bowling alley. I didn't do that when I was a kid, obviously. Um, but when I was a teenager, we used to go to this place called golden Q, um, on, I want to say 32nd Avenue and Camelback somewhere around there. And we would smoke. And I mean, we were 15, 16, we'd smoke, play pool, um, till the place closes is just a pool hall. Um, and I super, super enjoy that. So I want to get back into the pool part of it, not the smoking and drinking. So I want to, want to play some pool. Um, want to do the Dungeons and Dragons thing and the Warhammer thing with other people. And I, I think that that'll satisfy some of my social, not being socially interactive, um, with people and hopefully maybe, you know, hang out with John some more, you know, I live in Glendale, Vasquez, uh, coach JV lives in Mesa. Um, he's a good person and I miss hanging out with him and being over there. So hopefully you do some of that for this year, 37. And then the mental piece of it. So the mental goals, um, to keep my mind sharp, um, I am El Salvadoran. So, um, you would think that I speak Spanish, but I don't cause I didn't get raised by my father. So one of my main things is that I, I go on these, these like spurts of learning Spanish and other languages isn't languages and things like that. So one of the ones that I want to do is I want to get back into my Rosetta Stone practicing with Spanish this year. Um, I don't want to go too hardcore in it, just, you know, a little bit here and there. And then also with the mental piece, continue the Java programming, which has been, you know, something that I've been focusing on a lot more this last quarter or so, because I really want to get an Age of Radio app and I don't want to spend the money to have someone else make it. Um, There's just too much money to spend when we can make it. We can learn a skill set and then we can take that skill set and hopefully apply it into the family and other businesses um, and then be really good at that. And then hopefully we can get that skill set within the family. That's one of the things that I would really, really like to do um, is get is really focus on the kids, the kids that are coming into this next generation, getting them more into computer programming, into software engineering, um, a fancy way to say computer programming. Um, and uh, and so then we have the family skill set that we can utilize. 
And then with the spiritual, just, you know, Buddhism's difficult because there's not a lot. It's, you know, Christianity's more prominent. I think I can count just within a mile of my house, there is there's a Catholic church within a block from my house. There's a Christian church within a block from my house. And then there is another one, two, three, I want to say like six within a mile. Um, and obviously we're in America and specifically in Arizona and in Glendale, it's, you know, very conservative Christian area. Um, so, and there's a Christian university right down the street from me. So, um, there's not a lot of Buddhist places, especially Japanese Buddhism. There is some Vietnamese Buddhist places in here because there's some Vietnamese. Um, there is a Japanese uh, Jodo Shinshu temple that I used to go to a lot. Um, I don't fully uh, agree with the Jodo Shinshu um, sect. I think it's great. I take that back. It's a fantastic sect. If you have a chance and you're in Arizona and you want to be part of an amazing um, Buddhist uh, cultural uh, um, uh a sermon, um, go to the, the temple and hear the Dharma talk. Um, it is fan. They are fantastic. I love it. I just personally, I enjoy esoteric stuff just in general, um, like, uh, spells and, um, regalia and more ritualistic stuff, um, which aligns more with esoteric Buddhism, like Shingon or Tendai. Um, uh, and so, and so that's one of the biggest uh, things that disappoints me in Arizona, where we don't have any Shingon temples. We're like in California, where there's a higher um, pot. Well, we do have a high population of Japanese because there was an internment camp here during World War II. Um, but, um, you know, terrible, terrible things, but, um, you know, war. And so, so, uh, but like in California, Oregon, places like that, they have Shingon temples, the Tendai temples in New York. Um, so I, I, I think I want to get more back to going to the regular temple once they open up again. You know, I might get bored and maybe go to a Christian sermon. I like singing. So as long as it's like a, a Baptist place or a Wesleyan church with some singing, um, I have no problem with that just because I enjoy music and singing. Um, so as far as like the things that are pushing me forward, um, those are the main things. That's how I would outline my physical, my social, my spiritual and mental um, goals that I want to accomplish for the year. And that's like my vision plan for me as an individual. But then what I do is I take other things that I'm trying to focus on, like my fi like finances. That's a really big one that I put in there. So then I have a finance category of where I want our debt to be. What are the things that we're trying to save for? Or what are the things that we're trying to do? And then I have my family one, um, things that I want to do um, for the different roles in my life. Like I'm a husband to my wife. What are some things that I want to do for my wife? And I feel that I've let a lot, those types of things in my life, I let go. And I wasn't setting any goals on. Like everything over these last couple of years for me is just been really just focused on work and money. And I think a lot of that had to do with my, my, um, my, I guess love, not love, but, um, fatuation with, you know, Elon Musk who had a fatuation, a fatuation with Tesla, um, a Nikola Tesla and just working these ridiculously long, long hours. But when we look at like, yeah, there's times when you need to work for really long hours, but you know, once you hit that 70 or 80 or 90 hour week where you're just waking up and constantly working and going to sleep and not 
and not having those other things in your life, those other, those things in your business suffer. I feel now I'm obviously, I don't, I think a 40 hour work week is too low for me anyway. I would never expect anybody else to go over those 40 hours. But like for me personally, the things that I want to accomplish, like it can't always just be this specific work. And that's one of the things that I'm kind of coming to to terms with at least being able to set time aside to do a, do some of these other things that I've been missing out because you know it's 40 or 50 hours a week at Wells since COVID and we've been doing some stuff it's more like 35 or 40 hours a week at at um uh Wells the bank that I work at and um uh and if uh if it's uh after that you know I do maybe you know, depending on what's going on in the week, maybe four to eight hours for 3T Fitness. You know, I've scaled back a lot on that just because it's it's mainly focused just on the finance piece of it. We compartmentalized a lot of stuff. And so, um, and so I, uh, I, um, do that. I'm going to be pushing a lot more towards 3T Fitness, um, just because I slowed down while we were getting some, some processes and place of things that I can do every week, keeping, you know, some of the finances in order where our sales are going. And now we're going to be doing this really big um, change and push. So I'll probably be spending some more hours on that. And then another, I want to say four hours an evening to age of radio. So we're coming out at about 20 and then the weekends. So 30 so I think during the week I would only have like Sundays to myself. Um, and then, you know, helping with family on some of those other days. So it was like, there was no real time for me. It's like these 70, 80 hour work weeks, you know, especially if I was doing more hours at, you know, the bang for, you know, 40 or 50 plus 20, 50, 60, 70 plus another 10. So it was about 80 hour work weeks or more, you know, depending. And, and, you know, some of that stuff includes like this and making content and things like that. But, you know, you put in a lot of, a lot of time and energy into this stuff. And then, um, you, you start lose sight of all the other stuff that's going on. And so there is a, a balance that you can get. Um, and in, in Buddhism, we call that the middle way where there's like this middle place where it doesn't always have to be this way. We may not grow as fast, right? But, you know, at least I'll be making better decisions because it won't just always be about this work. Um, so that was one of the things that I really wanted to focus, you know, kind of focus on for this next year is getting really good at planning where I want th certain things to go and then putting the appropriate amount of time into those things to get them to reach those goals. You know, so also in this PowerPoint, I would put a spot as a CEO, Age of Radio, like what are the things that I want to accomplish with Age of Radio? Um, I would also put in my role as CFO. So you have like these different areas within how you're planning and you you base them out on roles, right? So you have the you have the sharpen your saw area of your yearly plan, which is the physical, the spiritual, the mental, and the social. And then 
you have like categories that you you have like for me you know i want some governance goals in there like for things that i want to learn about governance or maybe get involved with the democrat party and then what what are some things that i want to do with my family and that's where we kind of look at these roles so what where what are the roles within the family that i want to focus on right so i'm a son to my mother that's a role i'm a husband to my wife you know i i want to be a family leader to my overall family and bring us together so what are those goals look like and then we break some of those other things down, like what are the other roles within your life? Like, you know, I uh, am a CEO for Age of Radio. I'm a CFO for 3T Fitness, right? So what are those goals that I want to accomplish? And so when we look at those goals from this role aspect, then we can l- take a look back at how this whole year is going to go and we can as- assign the appropriate amount of time so that you're also getting in those other things for sharpening the saw. And sharpening the saw is really good. And, and that's I think that that's what's happened. Like my saw has gotten so dull um, because of just the, the constant working and grinding um, that I need to spend time to sharpen it, right? And that's why we call it sharpen the saw. Because when you're not giving that time to yourself, your physical self, your social self, your spiritual self, your mental self, then your saw gets, you know, dull. And then it's it's difficult to be productive in those other areas. Um, so I go through this, um, and I'm going to go through this for my year 37. And I'm going to going to plan this stuff out. And then the other th- part that I like to also add on this is I like books that I want to read. I always over put goals in this stuff. And that's one of the things that, you know, I want to make sure that I don't do this time. So I don't want to like read like 30 books this year or something. I want to be realistic. Like what are the books that I want to read? What's a realistic number? I think, you know, with everything that's going on and then all the other stuff that goes on, you know, I think maybe like 12 to 20, you know, for the the year would be fine. You know, whereas Bill Gates, you know, does 50 a year or something. Um, I don't, um, I still, I don't want, I mean, I would like to get to that point and I really enjoy reading, but um, I want to be realistic and be able to attain the goals that I'm setting. So I put this all out in a PowerPoint and then I keep it out. I put it in a binder. I keep it with me and I overlook at it every week so that I can kind of keep mindful of what I was doing. And I did this up until year 30 through two. So I haven't done it for the last four years. Now I still plan and set goals, but I wasn't as hardcore about it. And when I look at certain things, um, I, I mean, obviously I, I keep making great strides in life, but when I look back and some of this, I think I was making even better strides. And I think one of the, the, the difficult things that, that is making it more difficult for me is that you know, I, I think I'm finding my place of what I want to do in the world. And it's in running my own businesses and creating this wealth and running companies. And it's not at Wells anymore, right? But I still need that income for the time being. And it used to be kind of more a hedge, like what if this other stuff failed, but this other stuff doesn't fail. Like it just keeps growing and growing. Like our revenue for age of radio like Age of Radio was a complete side, side, side project, right? The revenue from Age of Radio from last year to this year has grown 384%. That is ridiculous. It's still nowhere near to be able to, um, you know, pay all of the expenses of Age of Radio and, and for me to have the same lifestyle that I have just from that income. But the point is, is that if you take these things slow, and time they build and build and build. Um, but I think that the part that, that 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 gets me frustrated is being at the bank is I would rather have my own bank be my own 
person doing my own investments for people, making an investment bank and things like that and have 3T Fitness and all these other things. And so when I, I finally am finding my place um, in this and it's more of where I want to be. And I think that that I haven't been focusing on the achievements within all of these areas of my life. And that's one of the things that I really want to change for 37. It's been really eye opening this year at 36. And my goal is to have is to is to have in cash a million dollars, not just my net worth, because my net worth is getting up to that point anyway, but not to have a have, but to have cash of a million dollars by 41. And so, um, and then what we can do with that is just going to be great. And it's going to be able to create uh, more businesses and do more stuff with that we can just continue to grow and grow and grow. Um, and so that's one of the things that I just want to talk about, you know, make sure that you're taking time for yourself. I think in this world that we live in with Gary V um, and the motivational speakers, it's like work, work, work. You don't need to sleep. You need to sleep. You need to take time for yourself. You could be even better and more productive if you learn how to manage that time and set goals on your roles. And so I encourage you to don't get it bought into all of the hype, you know, do what's realistic for you, take your time, build your businesses, learn what you can do them on the side, grow them and keep them going, but make sure that you're activating. Cause that's one of the things that took me a long time. That's the reason why age of radio was able to grow so much in the second year is because, you know, I love to sit and plan. Like I'm a thinker, right? I love thinking. I love like contemplating things, you know, even, you know, there was this perfect example today where I was, I was, we're doing this contract with this marketing group and I was over, not overthinking something, but like I, I was overthinking it and not explaining it well enough for John. Um, and, and like, it didn't make sense what I was saying. And so I had to re think about it, that I was making it way too complicated than it needed to be because I was overthinking about it. Like the, the, the concept of what I wanted to accomplish was what's the liability if we break the contract at a specific time, but I wasn't explaining it that way. I was explaining it way more complicated because I was thinking about it too much and which is great for governance and strategy and to come up with, you know, policies and processes. Um, maybe, maybe not. Um, but, um, but I think that it, it, it is and, and to have the strategic mindset, but, but sometimes you just, you can't, overthink that stuff. And so when I finally let started letting go of that, and I'm getting better at letting go of that, and just taking these actionable steps, then you can start seeing that, you know, like, uh, the revenue that 3T Fitness is bringing in is increasing the revenue that, you know, Age of Radio is bringing is in increasing getting other businesses going, and, and, and keeping them, you know, under under control, but, but acting on them is what's important. So I hope that made sense. It's, like 11 16 at night and I'm recording this cuz I wanted to talk about this but um but I hope that uh I hope that you gained some insight into this I hope it made sense what I was saying it's a little you know difficult when you're doing it through a podcast and um I look forward to making uh more podcasts this month and uh, hopefully having some guests on um this month as well and getting into this the, the interview piece of it so I, I really am looking forward to that and I hope you will be too so um, I will talk to you guys later and you guys have a great night. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to The Age of Jeremy. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. If you can do me a favor, please rate this podcast if your podcatcher allows you to. Talk to you soon.